If you are a family who is really trying to simplify the tasks of your day so that it's easy to maintain your home, if you are a parent that has several children or lots of people in and out of your home or just a super busy schedule and you're trying to manage everything on your own or trying to even getting your children to help out with things so that they can manage them because they're old enough and capable, but because there's so much stuff in the way, it requires too much follow through on your part, making sure that they get it done. One of the ways that I have found to get it done faster and easier is to get rid of the stuff that's in the way. That's why the capsule wardrobes is my favorite way to start with kids and families. It is just one of those things. If we can have all the laundry washed, go through it and create a mix and match wardrobe and then Anything that doesn't really mix and match well, it doesn't need to stay. And creating that list of specifics, how many clothes do your kids need? That part, I mean, just knowing how many clothes they need. So as they grow in stages, sometimes they have those growth spurts where they're two sizes bigger the next morning and nothing fits. Um, it's, It's one of those things where it's just easier if you know how much you need. So you can look at it, evaluate what you have left, what they like, and then go pick out those pieces and create an easy wardrobe for them that's mix and match, comfortable enough for a week of clothing that they can still turn into a variety of different outfits um, and not feel like they're wearing the same thing over and over every week. So if you have that feeling and you're feeling stuck, go to my website, thesosmom.com and um, click on the link for a printable, how many clothes do kids need or a capsule wardrobe list. So you can have that and you can create your kids capsule wardrobes. It's so easy. Once you understand how much they need and how to create it, um, it, it really is so easy to do. I'm working on a course for you guys, so it will be ready soon. Um, on walking you through step-by-step how to create this capsule wardrobe so that it works for your kids. It works for you. You have enough. You don't have too much laundry. It keeps you from having that huge mountain of laundry because if your kids only have enough clothes available for a week to 10 days, (laughs) you're going to have to keep up with the laundry. (laughs) But I also don't mix laundry. We keep it sorted by person. Um, either by person or by room. If your kids share sizes and share closets, then um, it's easy enough just to put it all in one basket. I did that for my boys for a really long time, Um, but they were vastly different sizes. It wasn't like we were getting stuff mixed up and my eight-year-old wasn't wearing my five-year-old's clothes. My my boys are five years apart, so it was like a 10-year-old trying to wear a five-year-old's clothes. And he was, my 10-year-old was on the huge side and my five-year-old was on the tiny side of his age um, and height. So anyways, I just want it to be super easy for you. That's why I set these up. That's why I do the dresser-free systems. I keep it all simple in a closet or shoot, you can even do this in a little Ikea armoire for kids. I've done a couple of those too, and they're so cute and so easy to do. There's, There's no reason that you can't set up an easy capsule wardrobe for your kids. Even if you don't have a big budget, especially if you don't have a big budget, then why are you holding on to all those clothes? Go sell some. (laughs) You don't need that much. And 
what I do for the next size and next season, we just put it in a bin and we put it in the top of the closet or tuck it away somewhere so that it's out of their reach. They're not going to be getting into it and mixing everything up. I want it to be stuff that they can wear right now in this season. And I've kind of walked through a couple of different times how I do this and then thinking back about what we do when we're starting back to school. Um, back to school, they're not allowed to wear tank tops. That's a great time of year to go ahead and pack those up and pull out a couple more jackets or long sleeve shirts or that's when I'd start to do that bin trade. So we go, um, what I typically do is I have, I, I go through the bin four times a year, every season, you know, every time where seasons are changing, the back to school, the end of school, um, the start of winter. So around, usually around um, the end of October, it starts getting cold in North Carolina. Um, so we need a coat. Um, it'll drop down into the 30s at night. So that, that is pretty cold and they need more than just a jacket. So that is when I start pulling out their winter stuff. So they have some stuff available for November and um, then through the, the colder season. And then once it starts warming up, like March, then we pull out, we pack up the winter stuff. Some of the heavy snow stuff, that's all gone by the end of March. And in April, we, and so Easter time, that's usually when I start doing this because I start to look and see what, what they have to wear if we're going to um, a more formal church for Easter. Um, and then pictures and all that stuff. So I go through their clothes in the bin and their closet and reevaluate. That's when I reevaluate their sizes. So were these clothes looking a little small on them? Okay, are they ready to bump up to the next size or are we not quite there yet? But as we change out the seasonal bins that, and they only have one per kid, I do not have a ton of bins. Um, when they get to be adult sizes, usually two bins uh, if we have a full wardrobe. But while they're still growing, like I have two bins worth of clothes, but I keep them in my bedroom dresser that goes with our bedroom set. I don't keep them in my closet. I don't keep them um, in actual bins anymore. But the um, thinking through how we do that, we just, as we're changing out the seasonal clothes, like right before my kids went to school, I pulled out their new, you know, jeans that were for the next size. Some of them were hand-me-downs. Some of them we had saved from, <laughs> from last year. And they didn't use them during the summer, so I packed them up so they don't rip holes in them because kids are just not gentle and close. <laughs> so if I feel like that's a better option to save for fall, um, I pack it up when we pull out the summer stuff. And so my kids still have at least two to three pairs of long pants, even just going back to school. Because, you know, when you go in those air-conditioned rooms, sometimes they're just really cold and other schools are super hot. And it just, it's so unpredictable. So when we pack up, the, when we pull out the school stuff, that back to school season, that is when I pack up all of the really lightweight spring feeling summer dresses, spring feeling shirts, um, any tank tops. Those are all packed up to be worn in the spring. So at the end of summer, as we start back to school, that's when I pack that stuff up. So it's easier to have stuff that they can wear to school. It's easier to um, know what they're going to be needing because I get that stuff out of the way. 
and I can see how many shirts they have left. Oh my goodness, there's only like three shirts left for this kid. That's not enough for a week. We better get that on the, the shopping list real quick, right? So how many jackets do they have? Oh my goodness, they've grown two sizes. The jackets I had saved from last year definitely aren't going to fit, but I have this new one. So they have one jacket. That's not enough because what if they <laughs> fall in the mud on their way out the door? Because we have kids, we know the dog will jump up on them with muddy paws and they're like covered in stuff or they spill cereal on themselves. There's so many reasons we just need a backup. So my kids typically have three layering pieces and occasionally four and same with shoes. They usually have three to four pairs of shoes, often just two though. So my son has his pair of, he has four shoes. I, I think four really is the best, but that, that fourth pair, it's a seasonal shoe. So he has summer boots, I mean, summer, um, slides, and then he has his, um, his water boots. So <laughs> he has two pairs of tennis shoes, water boots and slides. So that's why he has four pairs. I am packing up the slides when we pull out the coats, right? So those will not be worn with coats. So those are going to disappear <laughs> when we pull out the coats. That's what I, I just want you to keep it simple and to have an understanding of how to keep up with your storage bins, your um, seasonal clothing, next size, next season. How do we rotate those out? And that's what we do. I do that four times a year at least, and especially if they change sizes, which they usually do. Sometime in the fall, it's very noticeable that their clothes are too short, right? <laughs> I have tall kids. Most of them are tall. And so it's really noticeable when those sleeves get short or, you know, they have that growth spurt and they really are needing a full size or two bigger than what they had the previous year. And sorting that out and being mindful of how to keep it manageable and how to keep from wasting clothing and money on clothing because your kids grew faster than you were prepared. I wasted so much money on my older two kids where they had these beautiful full closets of amazing clothes and shoes. My daughter probably, oh man, she probably had 40 pairs of shoes at one point. Um, it's just every one that was cute I got. Um, I could, so I did, and I found them, and they were cute, and they were different than what she had, so they were, you know, we just bought so many <laughs> shoes for her, and goodness, it was wasteful because she didn't use them. I had my favorite probably three to five pairs that I put on her on a regular basis, and then once they get their own little personalities and they are independently dressing, they are not going to wear your favorites almost ever. So they're going to wear their favorite ones until they're ruined. And goodness, my boys, especially they wear their, um, their shoes until they literally get thrown in the trash and then they'll find the next pair. They stick with one pair of shoes almost every time I've tried, like I've bought for them. My son got a lot of shoes, uh, my oldest, because <laughs> he got a lot of shoes from his dad and from my brother and because he wears adult sizes now, so he has tons of shoes and he doesn't, he wears the same two pairs of shoes all the time. Just that's what he likes. He likes to keep them easy. He doesn't like to have to tie them and mess with them. He just wants to slip his foot in. So any of the ones that require the shoelaces to get adjusted to his foot size going in and out, <laughs> he doesn't want to mess with them. 
And I've found that my girls are the same way. They want to wear their favorite boots or their favorite sparkly shoes or their one pair of tennis shoes until they just, I can't stand it anymore. <laughs> and that's all they wanted. And they don't like to change them up. So it's so cute and so fun to see them have their personalities like that. But when you have a ton of shoes and different pieces for them to choose from, they're not going to be as careful with where they leave them. They're not going to be as aware of um, what happens to them. And I will say a few weeks ago, I think last week, my daughter broke the shoelaces on one pair of boots and then she um, lost the other one for her second pair of boots. And so she dressed herself for school and she came downstairs wearing one boot and one slipper. And I had to let her go to school that way because we didn't have another option. And I messaged her teacher and it was fine. And um, the slippers weren't slippery. They had shoe bottoms. They had a hard sole on the bottom. But still, it was not ideal. And it was a little bit, I mean, it was mostly funny and slightly embarrassing. But they came home from school and instantly, I mean, within five minutes of coming home from school, they had found the other shoe. So if you're worried that that is going to be a problem, put yourself a pair of backup shoes in the bin. I have a pair of backup shoes for her in the bin, but at that point on that day, it was not worth it to me to go and get them. She has another pair of shoes that she could have worn, but they were in the bin and I did not go up there and get them down. I just didn't want to deal with it. And she was ready and she had a smile on her face and she was happy to go like that. And I didn't have any messages from the teacher that it was going to be a problem. So I let it go. And she learned a lesson to put her shoes away, keep them together, keep up with your shoes. And sometimes we just have to let our kids learn those hard lessons and figure out what to do in the, in the consequences um, of like natural consequences of not keeping up with our things. Um, but that, I mean, that's only happened, I think twice ever with us as a family who has very minimal shoes, very minimal clothes for our kids. That's only happened, I think, twice. Once um, with my other son when he was about the same age as my daughter. So I think when he was about six, maybe seven, he lost one of his shoes um, and had to wear something that was uncomfortable and he got in trouble in gym class. Fine. Sorry. Lesson learned. He found them as soon as he got home and or he spent an hour looking for them and found them. But... It's the sort of thing that makes it so much less stress on a regular basis. But as a mom, I also like to have a backup. So I keep those backup shoes just in case for Dylan at that one time when he lost his shoe. I couldn't, I didn't have a backup because he was already in the next size and I hadn't been shopping for his new ones. So that part was a little bit awkward, but it worked out and we figured it out. He didn't go to school barefooted. He had some shoes on and he figured something out. And honestly, if you have four pairs of shoes, they're going to have something on their feet. They're going to have something on their feet. And the other thing is keeping the other stuff out of the way makes it so we can see what's missing. So he always has his boots in there. The slides are usually on his feet. Oh, he didn't put his other pair of tennis shoes. So there's one pair of tennis shoes almost always in his closet in their little shoe shelf. Um, same for my daughter. She almost always has a pair of boots. 
her slippers, her water shoes. Um, something is in the, the shelf on the shelf. There's at least two pairs of shoes on the shelf at all times, even if they have one on their feet and one that they left downstairs. Um, I don't like to do that very often. I like to make it so that they have three pairs of shoes on the closet shelf all the time, but life is hard. Life is busy. And during those busy seasons, sometimes we just ignore certain things. So what I'm trying to say is keeping your capsule wardrobes really simple and minimal, but having the extras available in the closet or nearby, um, just out of reach so that they're not digging through those all the time, every day. It really does save so much time, so much mental stress. My kids can dress themselves and look put together. Their clothes match. They're not wearing stuff that doesn't work together. Even when my daughter wears dresses and stuff, she still looks put together with her shoes, with whatever shoes she has. They still work with her dresses, with her skirts. You know what she's wearing to school today? A sequined, a navy blue sequined skirt with um, a Nike, very patterned sweatshirt and combat boots. That's her outfit for today. And she's happy as she can be. <laughs> like, okay, whatever. <laughs> it's cute. Certainly not um, lacking personality for her. She wanted a skirt this morning. She didn't want pants. She didn't want shorts. She wanted a skirt. So she's got her little legging shorts underneath it. And she's got a tank top underneath the sweatshirt. So it's an undershirt tank top that she knows as a layering piece, not a shirt to be worn at school. And most of the time when she wears a t-shirt, like yesterday, she wore a t-shirt under her sweatshirt and she never took her sweatshirt off. She stayed in it all day. But she's just not one that takes her sweatshirts off very often. Jackets, yes, those come off all the time, but a pullover sweatshirt, those stay on. So find the things that your kids are going to be, the things that are going to work the best for your kids and be versatile, but still have their personality. Like Joe doesn't like tennis shoes right now. She loves her combat boots. She's got some Doc Martens. Thanks, Brandy. She loves them. <laughs> she still wears them every day. And that's all she wants to wear. So what goes with Doc Martens dresses? If you give you know, if they have a sportier vibe or, you know, just kind of something a little edgier, um, there's, there's so many ways. And the sequin skirt with the Doc Martens is so unexpected and cute, but then she adds that sweatshirt with it. And it's just got so much personality. What are your kids putting together? What is, you know, what is their personality in their wardrobe? Have they been shopping? Do they pick out stuff? Do you have characters on everything? Do they only want character boots or shoes that light up sneakers? And then you can't figure out how to make that work with the rest of their outfits. Or um, does it even matter? Does it even matter? Like, is their personality to wear multiple patterns? Okay, well, let's find a way to do it. There's so many designers that do this still to this day as adults. They make millions creating multiple patterned outfits and pieces that there's patterns on everything. So it works. You just have to find the right balance to make it work as a capsule wardrobe and mix and match all together. I can help you with that. If that's somewhere you're stuck, reach out for an SOS call. Um, you can book that on my website, the SOSmom.com. I would love to help you with that. If you need the printable, there is a link to purchase or to receive the printable. Um, 
So you can just do that on the website, thesosmom.com. If not, I'm going to email away hello at thesosmom.com. I can't wait to talk to you guys and get to know you. Um, I'm here for you. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Hey friend, thanks for listening to this episode of the SOS Mom Show. I hope that you have been inspired and feel less overwhelmed and able to take on your projects at home after listening to this show. If you want more of the behind the scenes and to connect with me, you can find me in the Facebook group at the SOS Mom Show. That's in Facebook groups. Or email me at hello at the SOSmom.com. I will be there waiting to answer your questions and to help you simplify, organize, and style your home and your life. I am praying for you. I hope you have a blessed day. I'll talk to you real soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. Did I say it right?